sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey everybody, Tate Stevens here along with AJ Kronk, yeah. as always. Man, this is going to be a fun, this is going to be a fun episode. This is kind of our second episode for the wrestling thing, right? Yeah, uh, we had uh, my cousin Jody who wrestled in the '70s and '80s in the NWA and AWA and all through that whole cool era back in the day. Yeah, um, and you can, now and you can see some cool YouTube clips if yeah. you look up. Uh, was it Tommy Sharp? Yeah, Tommy Sharp. Tommy yep. Sharp. He was wrestled. His name. He wrestled. Uh, I mean, he wrestled everybody. Honky Tonk Man. He wrestled yeah. everybody when he was in the uh, WWF. One, uh, yeah, he got uh, beat up by Hercules. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He, he got <laughs> crushed. Watching. He got crushed. Uh, anyway, um, so this, you know, like. Earlier, if you listen to the first wrestling episode, we grew up watching wrestling. We were huge fans of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, growing up um, and then having Hayden, you know, uh, when he was a little kid, he got into it. And that was the the Attitude Era when he yeah. was in, you know, um, the mid-90s. And, it, you know, of course, Stone Cold and The yeah. Rock and Triple H. And it was, it was awesome watching it, watching him kind of go through what I went through as a little kid. Mm-hmm. He bought in. He believed, right? Yep. Uh, just like we all did when we were when we were young, you know, and uh, yeah. it's so anyway, it's kind of cool. So today we have another wrestler on. We have a, a friend of mine, um, and who I met through my road manager, uh, Jeff Hawkins, uh, and um, and and Kelly Corbett. They uh, they helped her out too, and I know they helped her with some of her social media stuff for a while and yeah. things like that. And they, anyway, just became friends and and kind of helped her along the way. Um, and uh, but we have ODB or or Jessica Cressa, I think is how you say her last name, Cressa. Uh, ODB from TNA and Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Um, and man, listen, she's she's a she's a firecracker. She, dude. She's freaking crazy, yeah, man. She's she's <laughs> yeah yeah. If you if you know who I'm talking about, you're gonna enjoy this because it is she's no hold no holds barred in everything she does. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if you're a little kid, you might want to not listen to this one. This has uh, got some got some language in it. But <laughs> other than that, man, she's super cool, awesome, and and her stories are great. You know, just. It's kind of cool. It's a different perspective, you know, yeah. from things when you know making twenty five to fifty bucks a night, and you know she started, she was making three hundred bucks a night. Yeah, you know, uh, which is cool. So, yeah. um, yes, sir. Anyway, all right. Well, here's ODB. We are live right now. We're not live. Well, we're live. AJ and I are live, and and she's live driving in her her. Uh, her food truck right now, talking to ODB, <laughs> uh, professional wrestler, and now professional food trucker, right? Yeah. Food truck, man, that's awesome. So so now, so listen, I, I know the, the, the jumps from, from, you know, wrestling, obviously, to the food truck industry is, is completely, like, it was just an unknown thing. You just said, 
we're just going to do it, right? Yeah, I'd rather be wrestling, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we're, we're let's go back to Minnesota. That's where you're from, from from yeah. Minnesota. So, you, so uh, obviously a wrestling fan, growing up a wrestling fan, right? Huge. I mean, I mean, I'm from Minnesota. That's where all all the legends are made. You know. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so what what was it that drew you to professional wrestling early on in your life? Like as a kid, what was it that just, that made you buy in and believe? I mean, I loved it growing up. Like my dad would take us to shows. The first, the first wrestler I actually met was uh jumping Jim Bronzel from the killer bees. Yeah. Who the very first wrestler I met. And we would have parties like pay-per-view parties growing up, you know, SummerSlam. Yeah. The Royal Rumble was my favorite pay-per-view. Right. Right. Like, counting down and like oh who's coming out next oh my god <laughs> and then like just watching those guys they were larger than life right absolutely you know and they're not larger than life much anymore they're fucking i'm bigger than all the guys in the ring <laughs> <laughs> so you know they don't they don't make them like they used to right right i <laughs> i okay so so you're you know at, Get through high school. I mean, right out of high. Did you start right out of high school, or what did you do after high school? Did you go to college? What What happened? What's that? I said, did you start? No, did you start wrestling right out of high school, or did you go to college? Did you try something and say, ah, you know what? I'm going to be a wrestler. This is what I want to do. Well, I've always like been like you know, always wanted to be a badass chick and I used to beat my older brother up in front of his girlfriend so uh, <laughs> that kind of started it all right and then my dad would come downstairs and give uh give my brother the stomach claw so like I always knew I wanted to become a wrestler but I was just like oh my god there's no way because these guys are larger than life I'm like where do these guys come from and then I'm like shit they're in my hometown I'm like okay and then I got you know then I I'm a Minnesota chick, so I'm like, well, so then I went out, I did college, all that crap, came back. Um, I actually got kicked out of college, but that's another, that's another podcast. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, and then I was always like, kind of, always had ODB inside me a little bit, I think. So I was always like a little feisty. Right. And I came back home, I was 20, I was 21, I think, I believe, 21. And I, I looked up, you know, like Googled up wrestling schools and Eddie Sharkey is the one that trained me. Hey man, that like, and, and he's one, he's one of the, the best in the business as far as school wrestling schools. And I mean, so yeah. many, so many big artists or big stars, big, big, uh, yeah. not artists, but big, big wrestlers came from his school. Right. Yeah. Like Eddie Sharp, I mean, he founded the World Warriors, you know, Mr. Perfect and uh, Ravaging Rick Rude. And I was the last uh, person that he uh, that he trained that made it. And it's, uh, I mean, he has taught me so much. He didn't really teach me the stuff in the ring. He taught me the business side. Wow. Which I'm thankful for. That that's that's huge. From from what we yeah. gather, uh, if you can if you can handle the business, you can handle the stuff in the ring. So Yeah. Yeah. Well that's awesome. So what was it, two thousand one? Is that when you debuted? Two thousand one? Two thousand one is yeah, like when I started training, um, I had my oh my god, my first match was like 
my first four months in the business, I had my first match at a at a bar in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. Oh, Lordy. Thank God that was not on tape. <laughs> <laughs> but you cannot find that on VHS or nothing. <laughs> my my cousin my cousin uh, my cousin Jody was a professional wrestler and he said his very first match was against Hacksaw Jim Duggan and neither one of them yeah. neither one of them had ever wrestled this was both of their first matches oh my god so he said all we did we stood around and beat ourselves and pulled on the ropes and just, just kind of we didn't know what to do you know he said they were both young you know right out of the right out of school basically uh, trying to get it figured out and he said we quickly learned you quickly know, learned what to do and uh, all of that but anyway yeah. um, so okay so you you date I, I think it said you debuted though in two thousand one. Was that with TNA or was that somewhere else? I didn't get I didn't get to TNA like officially get there um, until two thousand seven. Okay, all right. So like I mean I I debuted here and there, but not like I officially signed a contract with uh, TNA in 07. And yeah. okay, okay, cool, cool. So now. Yeah. Um, and, and I know, so what was it your first, let's say your first year on the road as a wrestler, as a professional wrestler, your first year, uh, the struggles, the, 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 you know, I mean, cause it's not easy. You're not making a ton of money that first year out. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're, oh, you're wrestling your for beans. first year. You don't have, you can't negotiate your contract because you don't have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But your first contract, you're like, take it or leave it. And then you got to prove to them that you're worth. Then it was fun. Then it was fun after I, you know, paid my dues a couple of years at TNA. And then I'm like, all right, pay me, to pay me some more money. Bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I mean, were you wrestling for the, the standard, you know, 50 bucks, hundred bucks a show kind of thing? Or, or, I mean, what, what was the pay then when you first, when you first started? Do you remember like what was that? I said, what was your pay when you first came out? What was how much were you getting paid per match or per per show when you first started? Oh, like in TNA days? Yeah. Oh god, I've never even shared this before. Oh shit. <laughs> it's it's all good. It's all good, man. And no one, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing about wrestling yeah, and, and, and the I love back being good. Yeah, I haven't even shared this in any interviews, I guess. I'll I'll share it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, so back in 07, my contract was $300 a match. And that and I was on TV. I was on Spike TV. Right. 300 yeah. bucks a match. Yeah. Wow. Makes me want to kind of throw up right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you I was know, like, damn, I did that for 300 bucks. I was like but you, but but you know, I mean, in, in that time, you were probably a hundred percent in. You didn't care, right? I mean, you didn't care if you made three hundred or a thousand dollars a night. No, you, just, you just wanted to do it. I knew I was gonna be making more. Uh, the more you wrestle, obviously, the more money you make. Like, and then you know, you get to go on like you know house shows, like non televised shows, and you know. 300, you know, times four days a week add up. So you're like, ooh, all right, yeah. Yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. 
you know, and then it starts to add up and then it's like, you know, the more popular I got, you know, and then I was like, all right, let's, let's add some zeros after this fucking 300. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, and, and what about merchandise? Like, did you control your own merch or did they? Like your t-shirts and, and all your stuff, was that you or did they have all that? What was that? Your your merchandise, your merchandise, like your t-shirts oh, and stuff. Did they did they handle all of that or did you do it? Yeah, I was actually one of the very first girls to get a t-shirt because I was so different than any of them. Right. Because they all did bikini shoes and I wasn't the bikini kind of chick. I was like, that's not where I'm going to make my money. And, uh, right. So I got my my. My merchandise sales were the, I mean, the sales were good, but I didn't see no goddamn money. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically, you make, what I made my money at is outside of TNA. So it got me the exposure to do the independent stuff. So like, if I was off on a weekend, TNA, let's say I, Joe Blow, from uh, Memphis wanted to fly me in. So they had to fly me in. They paid me way more than $300. They had no idea what we were getting paid, you know, back then. Right. You know, that they bring me in. They put me up in a nice hotel. And, you know, I've, then, then that's where I brought my, because I would, TNA would give me my merchandise. So that was cool. I didn't have to buy it. That's good. So they gave me, and then I sold it and kept it in, like, all my 8 by 10s that's the one thing that was cool. They did give you a bunch of shit to you to pay for it. Right. Right. I had no, my royalties. Yeah. I, I had no royalties. <laughs> so, uh, so TNA came in you and now you were a four time. Was it a four time knockout champ? Yeah. So, and that and that, that's like the women's I'm just badass. I'm just going to, I, I won the belt four times. Right. What's that? I said, so you were a four-time knockout, the women's, the women's champion, right? The knockout. Yeah, women's, and then I get the, um, I was the longest reigning take team champ. Right, I saw in that. In TNA history with a, with a man. So there was a, it was intergender. Um, but then they took the belts away. It was a big storyline. They took them away. Nice. And yeah. so I was going to steal the belts actually, but they actually caught me kind of doing it. So, <laughs> like, yeah, give me something here. Right. <laughs> now, now, look at looking back on the now you're in, are you with Impact now or what are you doing now? Can you now? I know, I know you're, I know you went from TNA to was it Impact or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you go to Impact? Yeah, Impact now. So TNA, uh, I went through a lot of different owners when I was there. I was there when it was good, you know, like the good days. And then Spike TV finally got, we got picked up by Spike TV. And then the money started, excuse me, rolling in. And then, uh, but then Jeff Jarrett went away. And then the TNA kind of went away. So then it was just Impact. Right. Which is good. I mean, it's, they're still alive, so that's good. And, you know, I went back um, a couple months ago and got the ring with the younger. You know, I wrestled girls half my age, so that was fun. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, so so um, when did you kind of when did you kind of back out of the wrestling? When was it? When did you kind of start 
easing out of wrestling more and trying I, to look for something else. My contract was over in 2014. Uh, they did offer me another contract and I turned it down. Uh, my heart wasn't, it wasn't there anymore. It was, uh, there were, they were kind of treating like, I kind of knew I was on my way out without them telling me my way out. Uh, so I right, little fun to my eyes here. Uh, and I kind of, I was like, you know what? I think I've done everything I needed to do here. And I was ready to, um, go into the barbecue world. And I'm glad I did actually. It was, uh, it was perfect timing. Right. Now I re- I remember uh, because we have mu- we have mutual friends. Um, yeah. And and uh, I remember when you got your sauce just when the sauce yeah. came out. So um, and it was awesome because you guys ended you got into Pepper Palace and and a bunch of different uh, sauce uh, places, um, which was cool. So how did you go about the sauce thing? How did that even come around? I was actually on a cooking show with uh, my good buddy Joey Patone from NSYNC. He actually came to Minnesota and he was, uh, he came to my airship and he was, it was called My Family Recipe Rocks. It was a cooking show he did and he was, um, I met him backstage actually at TNA. Like, you're talking probably like 2010 or 9, I think he was hanging out and I was like, shit, that's fucking Joey Patone. <laughs> I backed it up and introduced myself, and it was cool because he, uh, he's good people. Like, he's very laid back, you know, and then him and his manager were like, you know, do you go out and drink? I was like, do I go out and drink after the show? Come on now, I already started drinking. <laughs> so then uh, we became good buddies and stuff, and then he, uh, he came to Minnesota his whole life. Uh, television crew and we taped an episode and I was kind of getting noticed from that show. Like they did a really good job promoting my ODB brand. And, and then that's when I kind of got the sauce kind of came at me and then uh, got help developing my own sauce. Right. And then went on my own little barbecue sauce tour with my Airstream. I, yeah. See, I remember, I remember, um, because that was in, that was right after I won the X factor. And yeah, like I said, yeah. we had, we have, we have, you know, friend, mutual friends. And, and, uh, I remember they were, um, they were talking to me. They were like, Hey, you got to hook up with ODB. She's awesome. You know, you're a big wrestling fan. She's a professional wrestler yeah. and, and all that stuff. And, and, um, I remember one time you probably, I don't know if you remember this, um, Craig Morgan's fiddle player, uh, <laughs> he's a huge <laughs> wrestling fan. And I had oh you, boy. I had you call him, and tell him I and I said, listen, just call him and say, Jim Ed, I heard you've been talking trash, and I will whoop your ass. And he, and, and he he loved it. It was the coolest. He thought that was the best. Oh, yeah. thing. He thought that was the greatest thing. He was like, oh my god, I can't believe she called. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, dude. She literally when she sees you, she's gonna shove your fiddle bow in your butt, dude. <laughs> and and uh, anyway, he just he thought it was the greatest thing ever. So that oh was oh my pre- god, that's funny. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But um, so, grow okay. So you grew up a wrestling fan. Yeah, you know, became a became a professional wrestler. Mom and dad were they cool with all of it? They were all in, right? Mom, oh, and, mom and dad they were in? all in. They were they were actually pretty excited. They. It's cool. I grew up in a good family home. Mom and dad are still together to this day. And 
as a good old middle class blue collar people and just like they they always supported my dreams even though you know like some of my shit I've done in my life they're like oh lordy but they always were there just in case <laughs> I need to come home and recharge but they always they believed in me and then they um I still actually I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I remember they got to be at a lot of my pay-per-views like they came to a lot of shows they got to come backstage and you know, meet Ric Flair and Hogan. And so awesome. that to me, like when you can do that to your family, that's awesome. And like, then you can see them in the crowd wearing your t-shirt and holding a sign up. That's pretty badass, you know? Yeah. It's that's like, awesome. And I like, I always love how I, you know, and you, you know, you can introduce them to pretty cool people. You know what I mean? I'm like, just don't embarrass me, please. <laughs> I don't just bring anyone backstage. <laughs> right. What, what do you, what would you say? What would you say your, your, the best, the best situation, the best time um, that you, if you can remember like this match put me over or this match really was the best shot I had in my career, this match, what, what would that have been? Actually, it wasn't even a match. It was, I got to get, you know, married in the ring. Um, and not like, with my character, I got to do a lot of cool shit that not a lot of characters got to do. Because I was so different, you know. Like, if I wasn't involved in the women's division, um, I got to have my own talk show. I got to uh, get married in a steel cage. And so it was pretty badass to get married in a steel cage. And to have everyone backstage, like, watching it. And then we get back. And then um, you go back and watch my wedding. I actually had, I was down to my bra and panties. Like, I had to take my wedding dress off. Right. And so I'm walking back. Um, I'm walking back after, you know, commercial break. And I'll, the first person I see, I'm in my bra and panties. I see freaking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> And he just starts clapping. He's like, fucking awesome job, ODB. He's like, you killed it. And he puts his arms. He's like, do you need a shirt? I'm like, no, give me a hug. I'll... <laughs> I was like, let's go on my honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you think that was probably your, that was probably like the, the, the pivotal defining, like I'm... I... Yeah, because I kind of, like, I looked at myself, too, like, I knew in wrestling that I was building something bigger than just wrestling to me. Right. In the back of my mind, I was like, all right, this is kind of like the start of my brand, and I think I'm going to, I know I'm going to do other things other than just wrestling as ODB, like, and now, you know, I look back at it, and I, cause I never really been asked that question before, so it's kind of like, and that, that like memory actually is the first thing that came, you know has popped up so yeah i was like i think that was it when i kind of knew that there was more than just wrestling to me mm -hmm. yeah like i was more than just a wrestler like i wasn't the best technical wrestler you know but right i was a character and there's not many people there's not many characters in wrestling you know anymore right you know i 
talking like AJ and I are huge wrestling fans, have been growing up. You know, we were we bought in, right? We bought into our characters. Yeah. I mean, dude, there was when I was a little kid, there was nobody that was better than Tommy Wildfire Rich. There wasn't a guy who could <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, man, he was my guy when I was a little kid. And uh That's funny. so I mean, obviously we had Harley Race, because I'm you know from yeah. Missouri and he's from Missouri. So yeah. we had Harley Race and 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 Bulldog Bob Brown and all these these dudes, yeah. right? From the NWA and all that. And that's where my cousin was wrestling at the time. And then um so grow but growing up in that, you know, having those guys, you know, having our mm-hmm. our guys that we really liked, you know, the Von Ericks and and those dudes, you know, Carrie yeah. Von Eric, everybody wanted to look like Carrie Von Eric, you know, because he was oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And 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 so um listening to Gordon Sully talk. You know, interview people. There was nothing better than, oh, you know. Hell yeah! And and so, we grew up in that AJ and I, and, and we we grew up in that that era of wrestling where it was real for us. I mean, it was real. Yeah. We bought it. You, I mean, and now looking back, looking back on it, you know, I, obviously we know about it and and the ins and outs a little more, but still, it's kind of funny because I watched wrestling today. And oh boy. and you watch those little kids and those those kids when Roman Reigns comes out, dude. Roman Reigns is a god to these people, right? Yeah, and, right. And they they bought in like we did when we were little. And it's kind of it's neat to see. It's one of those things. It's like oh my god, that's that's awesome. And and uh, so this is kind of a big deal. We we were talking. Uh, uh, when we started this podcast, like what, what are we going to talk about? What are the things that, and I said, well, well, let's call it the sweet life podcast. Right. And just talk about shit yeah, that's yeah. in our life and what we like. So I like that. Yeah. And so, you know, this, the wrestling thing had to be, had to have been talked about. Um, and, and uh, you know, I said, uh, what, two episodes ago, three episodes ago, I had my cousin Jody on mm-hmm. yeah. and he told the stories from the seventies and eighties, man. So, oh, damn, you know, nice. so, uh, he traveled with Andre the Giant. You know, he got to travel with Andre. He got to travel with some of those dudes, and and like it, it was kind. It's kind of you know what it's you know surreal sometimes the stories he got to tell us and things like that. And and uh, yeah. so having you on now, you're you're more the new uh, coming out of the Attitude Era wrestling yeah. thing. You know what I mean? So that's what it you guys was like, what you guys were yeah, doing. It was kind of like the end of a good era, right? You know, now it's. Now I look like I still watch wrestling, you know, I obviously it's still part of my life. Right. But it's so like, God, these people, the kids, the kids, the kids that are like wrestling these days, they're not experiencing like how, like I go to a locker room now and there's, you know, there's no Booker T's, there's no Kevin Nash, there's no Steiner brothers, there's no Kurt Angles. Right. I mean, they they got a long way to go but it's just like my i got to be in that era Mm -hmm. man i got Mm -hmm. to like you know and i took advantage of that like i went out every night and that's what you have to do in a business in any business like you gotta mingle yeah absolutely you gotta like i mean i i held it up you know like with the dudley boys and Rick Flair and Rick Flair tried to give me like a kamikaze shot. I'm like, bitch, give me a real shot. <laughs> and he looked at me. He was like, whoa. Like, well, already. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's cool. Like nowadays, like some of these kids, like they play video games. They don't even like go out to the bar. I'm like, throw some balls and like, like this is what you're gonna, 
this is what this business is all about. It's not, you know, right. right. Now they all just worry about how cool they are on social media and And how pretty they are, you know, And, and, and it's like, how pretty can they be? You know what I mean? It's like everybody's pretty. Everybody's a pretty boy or or a, a some sort of model looking woman, and and it's hard. You know, back in the day, like AJ and I talked about this also. You remember back in the day, there was only a handful of guys that had like big muscles that were all muscled up. Uh, they were yeah. just regular dudes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were just dudes that would come out of a bar and yeah. and and whoop your ass. And then go back in and drink beer, right? I mean, that's what right? they did. I know. Now, and now it seems like everybody's really super ultra pretty, and and uh, not that they can't come um, out and, yes. and you know what I mean, and, and whoop, you know, throw hands with somebody. But it's almost like they're they're it's it's a different time, and obviously, wrestling's kind of oh. morphed into more of a show. You know, now yeah. it's it's more of a um, hey, you know, we got the show uh that we have to you know you gotta in these you gotta confine yourself in between these walls you know um and and uh so who who was your favorite who was your favorite wrestler to hang out with just to chill and like this is they're awesome these people are awesome people they're great at what they're great at their craft this is this is where um, well, the girls, um, and I still, I talk to a lot of the girls every day, basically, uh, Lisa Marie, she was Victoria in WWE, right? Uh, Mickey James was also a good one. Gail Kim. Um, I just love all those girls. Brooke Adams, like we all still talk, get together when we can. And then with the guys, um, Steiners were out, were fun. Right. Um, and Nash, Kevin Nash, I got to drink a lot with him. He was actually one of the coolest because he actually, he liked hanging out with the younger generation because, you know, he, he wanted, we, we wanted to like, there's sometimes where I wouldn't even talk. I would just be drinking, listening to Nash tell his stories. Well, yeah, that's how you learn. <laughs> yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. And yeah. And like he, um, we actually were on a plane together. We had a layover. I think we were in a lot Jersey. And then we had another layover in Atlanta and we were coming back to Daytona beach together. And we were up in first class and drinking wine. And then he drove me, dropped me off at my airstream. He's like, it's like, thank you for a fun plane ride. He's like, that was a lot of fun. I was like, no, thank you. I'm like, that was like, that was so fun just to like me. And we just, you know, yeah. Shoot the shit, and we didn't. We just didn't. We just talked about life, like it was just right. badass. So, um, is there any, is there anything that you would try to redo, or or maybe, not that you regret, but maybe you yeah. should, that you're like well, I have maybe a few things I regret. <laughs> I'm saying in the business, in the wrestling world, if if you could go back and go, you know, there's always those roads. You can go right or you can go left. And yeah. I mean, not, not that you're, not that you're not doing exactly what you want to do right now and all that. Do you yeah. think if, if it, can you, can you picture in your mind, if you would have went right instead of left, it could have been completely different. Maybe you would have been, you know, a oh, big WWE star or, or, or whatever. I don't know if that's, if that makes any sense. Um, 
Yeah, the only thing, like, I really didn't knock on WWE's door. Um, Maybe that could have been different if I actually would have. Because I, you know, I'm... I'm, you know, I think I'm very respected in the wrestling business. I didn't make any enemies, but I think like that was maybe my downfall. Like I just didn't reach out to WWE. And I remember they called me because I think they just, they were looking for like, they always have like extras and stuff. They always wanted to bring in or, right. and they're doing, God, this had to be shit at least four or five years ago. And they were doing, um, freaking uh, Jacks, Nia Jax. They were like kind of just debuting her and she was just beating up a lot of people. Right. And they're like, are you in Minneapolis? Cause I was like, it's kind of weird. They called. I knew exactly what they're calling for. I'm like, I'm not just going to be a random person going to the ring and having fucking Nia Jax beat the shit out of me. I was like, eh. <laughs> like I got, I mean, good thing oh, I was, cause I'm not a mark for myself. You know what I mean? I was like, right. <laughs> Right. You're not a job. You're not a job. You're not, you're not. Yeah. A, yeah. You're not a job or you're, a, you're somebody. Right. Yeah. So I said, I wasn't in town. I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm not in town, but they're like, well, they're like, is the door always open? I was like, well, never wasn't open. I'm like, I just never begged. Cause a lot of people beg for jobs. I just never did. Right. So I don't know, if, but it ended up turning out, out. All right. But sometimes I don't know, like, I guess something could have happened, I guess if I begged, but well, I think and, I'm and like, and not, not that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not that you would have begged for anything, but if you, yeah. if you see, was there something that somebody said, Hey, maybe make this phone call because this person could really help you or, and you mm-hmm. didn't for whatever reason, or, you know what I mean? Something like that where you're yeah. like, man, I wish I would have, if I could have done that, maybe uh, I would have been. No, nah, I think I did. Nah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I did my route. Like, I think I did good. Like I didn't, uh. I mean, there was time, you know, I, when I left TNA, I was like, oh, shit, you think it was time to leave yet? Maybe I could have got another run in, but right. nah, I think it, I think it all did good, happened for a reason. Well, and that's it, like for me, like in, in the music world, for me, years ago, yeah. you know, years ago, people were like, move to Nashville, move to Nashville. You got to, you know, oh, and man. I never, and I never did. I never, you know, because this was home, you know, Missouri's always been home for me. And, yeah. and, and I, for whatever reason, maybe I should have, and in my life might be a little different or it might be a lot different in a bad way. In a know? bad way, yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I don't I don't regret that. I don't ever sit around going, damn, I wish I would have done this or I should have done yeah. that. But you know, there's always there's always that one thing, like we talk about songs, you know, get pitched songs in the music business, and you hear a song and you're like, Oh, that's really good. I need to fig you know, I need to, you know, kind of follow up with that song. Yeah. And you never do, and then it becomes a hit for someone else, and you're like, "Oh, you know what I mean?" If I would yeah, only, if yeah. I would only said I want to cut that song, that could have been my song or whatever. So, like, oh shit, yeah. you know that's how it is in the music business. But I didn't know in the wrestling industry if there was ever a moment where you're like, "Man, I should have got, I should have." They told me to call so and so, and I never, I never did. I lost his number or whatever, you know. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, but, I guess uh, I never really had that. Um, no, hmm. I'm good. Well, that's yeah. good. That's I mean, that's great. That's good for you. And and so let's move on. Let's move on to to food trucking, man. What's what is? Yeah. So you Ugh. you come out with your your sauce. You have your you have your sauce, and then yeah. obviously a complete different world. You're in a new, entirely different 
you know, oh, yeah. avenue of money yep. and, and work and completely different than anything you've ever done. So what was the jump? I mean, what made you say, you know what, I'm going to buy a food truck. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, it's weird. Cause I actually started, um, Jimmy Hart actually called me on the phone. Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And yeah. he has, um, he had a bar that was connected into a hotel right on Daytona beach. And at the time I was thinking about doing a food truck and I haven't done it yet. And he reached out to me. He's like, Hey girl, what's up, baby? And I'm like, what's up, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, everyone knew I bartended still. Like when I wrestled, I was always a bartender back in my hometown. And he's like, Hey, he's like, you know, you still bartending and you still want to do a food truck. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I think you should come to Daytona. I think it would be a good, good place for you to start your food truck. But, for now, you know, you could run my bar for me and, you know, I'm bartending and stuff. I was like, fucking how I'm like right there. I'm like, I got you. I'm like fucking Jimmy Hart calls. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and so I packed up my Airstream and then I actually, they put me up in a hotel right on the beach. I'm like, Oh God, that's, that's dangerous. <laughs> I was like, so that was cool. So I got to, you know, hang out with Jimmy Hart for like at least a year and bartend at the bar. And is it he, was fun. Like, is he a pretty good dude? Oh, he's awesome. He's, is he, he's good people. Is he kind of how he is on what we see uh, as a, is he kind of that way oh, in real life? Exactly how you see him on TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So then I went there and then, um, kind of jumped in, got a trailer and just kind of jumped into the food truck business. And it was, uh, it was, it was a shit show. My first two years, I do admit, <laughs> I do admit that like it was, it was bad. But then once I got like the hang of it and then, uh, I moved back to Minnesota and then, uh, did the food truck thing there. And then, uh, the food truck actually burnt down my first trailer like burned to the ground. Like I lost everything. Right. Um, but you know, I had insurance, but I had to fight for that. But then I got my dream food truck, which I have now, which I just got last year during the shit show 2020. So I got that and it's been fucking phenomenal after that, you know, like it's been, been a, it's a lot of work. Cause I, I run it myself. I book my own stuff. I run it. I cook it. I, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's been a fun, it's been a fun journey with it. Like I'm actually excited to see where else it brings me. Right. Cause there's so much, yeah, it's just like, I just want to, there's so much I can do with this food truck. And I actually, I don't even know what I can do with it. You know what I mean? Like I'm excited for the journey to, um, to see what happens with this, see where this takes me. Well, that's awesome. I mean, again, you, you are, you're doing what you love to do. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, what they say, everybody, every time, every time, who's that? Is that, is that, is that your man? Oh yeah. Who you talking to? Who you talking to? Who you talking to? Who you talking to, boy? All right. Anyway, listen, uh, no, I mean, so doing what you love to do, you know, that, that's, that has to be great. It's a great feeling. I know I have a great feeling when I get to wake up and go, you know yeah. what? It's, it is work. It is a lot of work, but yep. it's what I love to do and it's okay. I'm okay with that. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's awesome. I know, I know you got a date. I know you got a dinner, <laughs> you got a dinner thing. You got a dinner thing with your, with your man. I get that. And, yeah. uh, so we're not going to keep you too much longer. Um, but I, listen, I, I appreciate you taking, you know, taking the time and talking no, with so us. I'm so glad you reached out. It's been so, a couple of years I, since we've, I, I know, I know. And, and ah. so, um, whenever, now are you, are you mainly in Florida right now? Is that kind of where you're? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. um, I guess, I guess it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out yeah, maybe how, how like people can come see you. Is there, are you in a certain spot right now where you're going to be for a month or, or is yep, it? I actually just this week, I actually just nailed down a permanent spot. Okay. So if you go follow me on my website, ODB's meet and greet and all right. over uh, social media, I have a permanent spot in Sefner, Florida. It's kind of right, right outside of Tampa. Okay. Sefner. Yeah. Sefner. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so if you ever do wrestle, you could do uh, Zach Brown does a thing. He calls them eat and greets. Oh shit! Yeah. Instead of meet and greet, he calls it an eat and greet because he cooks food for everybody that comes to the meet and greet. Um, and and they do all oh. this. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a great idea. He's a super smart man. Um, you could oh, do shit. something. See, you could you could do that. You could go to a wrestling event and do a. I have done those. I just did. I did WrestleMania. I just need, um, yeah, I need like a crew to get with me because that's my goal is to take my meet and greet all over, you know, and right. obviously wrestling's a big part of it. So like to really go to shows and do one hell of a meet and greet. So yeah, that would be awesome. I think that would be or awesome. follow a, or follow a country singer and go on the road. See, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Listen, listen, I super appreciate it. I know, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's awesome. Um, uh, to, to be able to talk to you today and and thanks for taking your time. I know you guys are busy and, and doing what you do. But, oh, thank you. I but, appreciate uh, you asking you know, me to do this. Pretty yeah, it's cool. awesome. It's awesome. And and uh, like I said, we're AJ and I uh, are huge wrestling fans. So we wanted to. This is our part two. It'll probably be a part three of this whole wrestling thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, I appreciate the stories um, and and uh, just the time. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Yep. Yep. So we'll see you. We'll see you down the road for sure. And and um, we'll. I'll. What we'll do is um, we'll put all your social media stuff. So text me all your social stuff, okay? Um, And then that way, we'll we'll blast it out to all our social stuff, and you can, you know, we'll do all that, and we'll get a bunch of people listening to this thing. So it'll be cool. Hell yeah! All right, man. (laughs) You have you have a great night. Have a great dinner. And tell tell your man it was just me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's gonna go Google you now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You you have a good night and we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye boys. I right, see ya. guys thanks for listening to another great episode of the sweet life podcast with tate stevens and aj cronk yep so um man make sure <laughs> so you guys energetic. subscribe <laughs> that was so good make sure you guys subscribe <laughs> to our channel our youtube channel um which has the videos and stuff you can go back and watch you know and watch how dumb i look for sure and um <laughs> uh make sure you leave a a uh, a review 
um, and give us a five-star rating. Yes. Um, that's very important for us. But leave reviews, man. Good, bad, ugly. Who cares? We we need to read them. We need to get better. So that's yeah. how we do it. Just as um, long as you leave the five stars. That's yeah, it. Yeah. I don't care. You guys be like, you guys are the worst <laughs> ever, but give us five stars. That's yeah. all we care about. On Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yes. And Podbean and everywhere else you yep. can get podcasts. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Stay tuned for the next one. It's going to be fun. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.